TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton. Sports Radio 610 back with you. Somebody on the uh, Twitch uh, chat said, uh, I wouldn't hire Vrabel just so I wouldn't have to see his dumbass confused look on the sideline all game. <laughs> That's the most enjoyable thing for me, uh, being on the other uh, end of the spectrum. Uh, Vrabel's kind of a good coach, not the best, but maybe he'll get hired in the next coaching cycle, said somebody else on our Twitch. You can check us out on Twitch. Just search 610 Houston. Watch us on YouTube as well. It's Sports Radio 610. Hit us up on the text line, 713 572 4610. Five seven two four six ten. A lot of ways you can be a part of the show. You can also call as well. Got a couple in the books already this evening. If you'd like to be a part of the show, hit us up that way. Uh, I'd like to be a part of this show, though maybe not to the tune of 11 years and almost $300 million PC, but that's what shortstop Bobby Witt Jr. got today from the Kansas City Royals in a massive contract. 11 years, 288 million dollars the 23 year old just two years in the bigs gets that kind of reward um got snubbed out of a gold glove this last season but he was uh, aside from that one of the best ball players at the position all season long 30 homers 49 stolen bases uh slash 276 319 um on the season congratulations to him i i'm a bobby witt fan Love watching him play. Um, it got me thinking. The Astros got a handful of guys that are up for some extensions. And maybe at least one in the neighborhood. Maybe two in the neighborhood of a deal kind of like that. If you're talking about Alex Bregman and Kyle Tucker. Um, Framber Valdez going to be coming up pretty soon. Jose Altuve. Brian Abreu. Uh, Jeremy Pena, who we'll talk a little bit more about later on. Uh, could maybe one day be in line for a massive deal like that. Maybe now, if they decide to uh, buy out arbitration years, if he has a fantastic uh, third season in the bigs. But do you foresee the Astros, under Dana Brown's leadership now as GM, going at least getting closer to this kind of a long-term pact with their star players? There has never been more money in baseball than there is right now. Baseball is at... It's greatest stage of the embarrassment of riches of sports. Mm -hmm. If the Kansas City Royals are handing out $300 million contracts, now keep in mind, 11 years, $288.8 million. There is also a club option that would add three years and like another $90 million onto this deal. So this could be... Uh, 14 years, $377 million. Crazy. If the Kansas City Royals have $300 million deals to hand out, 
cannot tell me the Houston Astros, who've been printing money for seven years in the fourth biggest city in the country, all right, Harris County alone can wipe its derriere with Kansas City. <laughs> you cannot tell me the Astros cannot make these deals. It's not about can't. It's about won't. And but everybody who says, well, every long-term deal always fails, those are lies. It's not true. Pretty much every long-term deal signed by a guy on the other side of 30 fails at the end. That's true. But every long-term deal, usually those signed by guys in their 20s, they've got a really good track record of being successful. Yeah. And you're talking about Kyle Tucker, who's going into his age 27 season, who has been remarkably durable, is a legit 5-2 guy, hits for average, hits for power, gets on base, plays elite defense, steals bases, excellent base runner, cannon arm. Oh, and did I mention stays healthy? It's a big one. If you can't pay that dude, then what are we doing? What are we doing? You're not going to continue to go keep finding, oh, well, we'll just go sign another you know, free agent for like two years who's a little older and hopefully stays healthy. You know, I've, it wasn't a bad idea to sign Carlos Beltran in 2017. He had hit very well even the year before. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out because he was terrible here. All right. Michael Brantley last year. The owner decided they weren't going to go shopping for any other uh, free agent outfielders. The only guy they were going to sign was going to be Michael Brantley. And unfortunately, he kept having setbacks and it didn't work. Yep. If yeah. you have a guy like Kyle Tucker, who's literally going to be an all-star for 10 more years, is a 30-30 threat, hits for a high average, gets on. I mean, what more do you want in a guy? He plays every day. Not every day except for the month of June. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, this isn't. And I'm not trying to knock Jordan, but let's be fair. Jordan's going to miss a month every year, right? Jordan's well, going to miss well, a month every you year. You hope that gets better. I mean, and it, it's the pieces that you put around a guy like Jordan. And if you could just have Jordan be a primary designated hitter, and I think even last year, one of the injuries that he'd suffered, it might have been the last one, he hurt swinging the bat. Hey, hurt his hands. <laughs> he got hurt swinging the bat. So, I mean, there's that. But, you know, we also don't want to see him in the outfield, like, ever Right, I'd I'd want to see him at the plate, and that's it. Tell but, me that the the game last year where you saw him dive for a ball, you're like, right now, right this very second, Dusty should literally run out there and say, "Don't ever do that again." <laughs> right, great catch. Don't ever do that again. Yeah, that was uh, no, 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 no. Yes, okay, he's okay. literally it's like, no, no, no. Oh, thank God he could. Please get up. Please get up. But you know, Tucker, Tucker's an interesting. I mean. You can't make a better case for a guy who's got six years in the bigs already. You know what he is. You know what he's going to be. Commit to the guy. I'm good with that one. Uh, Alex Bregman should be another guy that you're good with. But Now, look, you're not going to give Bregman nine years. You're not going to give him nine years. But, but I'm could saying, you give him six? Yeah, six would probably be the max. And I don't think that the Astros are going to give Kyle Tucker you know, a nine, a ten-year deal. Dana Brown, within the first week or two, it might have even been the first few days, when he took this job, you know, said, hey, look, he's talking about being aggressive, but in terms of his philosophy on paying guys for longer-term deals, 
He even said, and I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, look, that's something that he hopes he can work with Jim Crane on, and he knows where he's at in terms of, like, a 10-year deal. But he did, you know, or the Braves did, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10-year deals in Atlanta during the time that he'd spent there. If he could convince Crane to get up in around, like, eight at least, I think that's kind of what we're looking at. I, I would be a little uncomfortable giving Bregman, like, an eight-year deal, but you have to get to the table. And there's no reporting out there that says the two sides have talked. I don't... There's not been a report that I can remember since last spring training that the two sides had talked in, in, in relation to Kyle Tucker and the Astros. So, I mean, look, we've seen the reports. The Astros have not broached contract conversations with either Alex Bregman or Jose Altuve, and those guys are free agents at the end of this year. Tuck's a free agent at the end of next year, and what have we seen? All right, they didn't negotiate with Garrett Cole the year before he became a free agent, he left. They didn't negotiate with George Springer, he left. They didn't make him, they they made him an offer. They made him a lowball nonsense offer, same as they did with with Correa. They made Correa a super lowball offer that was embarrassing. If you're going to make that kind of an offer, just don't make an offer. Well, the Correa thing's a little bit different, right? I mean, was it... is it really that embarrassing? Come to know that you know what you find out in terms of his medical history. Well, they or knew least, about that. They and knew a, about. He's it. never missed a single game because of that. That whole thing about oh well, you know, we had a metal plate put. In, that whole thing is such total crap, and and everybody knows it's crap. It's just a way for teams to, you know what we we, we can't we can't do it. And in the end, what happened? Only wound up getting paid anyway by the Twins, uh, who again Twins coming up with money. Mm. I, tell me. How the Astros don't, oh, no, we can't do it. The Twins, the Royals. We're not saying the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Red Sox. We know about them. The Twins and the Royals, two of the historically broke-ass, broke-asses of Major League Baseball. The Astros are a rich. This is not 1986 Astros, small market (laughs) Astros. They're a rich now. All right, the Astros essentially play in the same park as the Dodgers, well, maybe not the Dodgers because their TV deal is just like $300 million. Yeah, well, but everything's ridiculous. The Yankees, the Mets, the Cubbies, the Red Sox, especially Mets, Cubs, Red Sox, they're in their revenue box. Mm-hmm. right? The Mets owner is, is worth a gazillion dollars, mm-hmm. but the Mets revenues, well, they're in the Astros revenues. The Cubs, the Reds, those are in the Astros revenue ballpark. The San Francisco Giants. You can't tell me that you can't spend money. We know you can. The Astros can put up a $300 million payroll. They won't lose money. I promise. They can pay the tax. They won't lose money. I promise. They will make money. And your ticket prices will go up. But I got news for you. They're going up whether they spend that money or they don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's a guarantee. That's always a guarantee. Here's the thing about the Bobby Witt Jr. contract and how historically it kind of compares to what we've seen recently in Major League Baseball. Uh, His deal, which is for 11 years, 288 and change, it could be worth a lot more uh, if options are picked up and incentives are met and the whole bit. But only six previous players with two or fewer years, as in the case of Bobby Witt, in the Major Leagues had been given nine-figure deals. All have been all-stars. Fernando Tatis Jr., Julio Rodriguez, Wonder Franco, 
Wonder, that one's got a wonder, different issue to it. Wonder if we'll ever see him again. I that has not. nothing to do with baseball performance. Right. No, you're right. Mike Trout, Corbin Carroll, and Acuna. And Bryce Harper. Uh, fewer than two years experience. We're given nine-figure oh, okay. deals. Fewer than two fewer years than two experience. Years. So that's Bobby Witt. That's the thing, though. And it's the main point here. You know what you have in a guy like Kyle Tucker. This is going to be his seventh major league season. For Alex Bregman, you know what he's been, you know what he is, and you can project based upon that what you're going to get out of the guy. And I like it for a guy that you feel like has been an integral part in you obtaining two World Series championships. Keep him here if you can, if it makes sense um, to keep the other players that are necessary that make perfect sense, like Kyle Tucker, like Jose Altuve. You know, I can hear a conversation and have one about Framber Valdez. I can have a conversation, you know, maybe about Brian Abreu and what you're looking at doing long-term with him. I, I can have a conversation about Jeremy Pena, but you have a lot of years before you even need to, need to get to a, a, a lucrative deal with a guy like Pena. Um, if you can get him to sign a little bit earlier, like you did with Jordan, like you did back in the day with Jose Altuve, cool, I'm all for that too. Because I got faith in in what the Astros have in Jeremy Pena. I trust my eyes. I like what I see from him. Do you want to have fun with numbers? Let's do it. Okay. Is it going to make me mad? Is it going to piss me off? Now, one of these guys is 27. One of these guys is 25. Okay. Okay. Roughly same at-bats, right? Six, six at-bat differential. Same number of runs. Player A had 163 hits. He's 27. Player B had 156 hits. He's 25. Singles, more singles, player A. More doubles, player A. More triples, player A. Player B, more homers, 35 to 29. More RBIs, player A. Stolen bases, player A, 30. Player B, 12. Same number of caught stealings. Walks, player B had 132 walks. Okay. Player A had 80. Player A had 92 strikeouts. Player B had 129. More walks and more strikeouts for player B. Higher average, player A. Higher on base, player B. Slugging, nearly identical, 517 to 519. All right. Player A is Kyle Tucker. Uh Uh-huh. Player B is Juan Soto. <laughs> That's this Juan Soto's going to get a half a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Tucker's not going to get a half a billion dollars, but he's giving you nearly the same production. Right, and Tucker knows that. Oh, and one of those guys actually plays defense and has a gold glove. The other guy's a liability in the field. Liability. The liability is not Kyle Tucker. But he looks cool at the plate. Does look cool. Yeah, he looks really Hits cool. Hits long home runs. He does. When he strikes out, we feel the breeze down here. <laughs> yeah. But but Juan Soto's going to get a half a billion dollars. How, and Okay, Soto's 25. And Tucker's this, 27. Is this going to be Tucker's 27 season? Yes. And Soto's... 25 season. Not 26? He's yeah. not turning 25 20? season. Okay. Man. Man. And Soto came up at 19. Yeah. But the idea being... If you can sign Kyle Tucker for, let's say, eight years and 30 to $35 million, uh, the Yankees are going to try to sign Juan Soto for 10 years and $50 million. Yeah. You're getting the same player. Yeah. And you like it better at eight years and 300 and 
ten million dollars, let's call is, it. Is is eight years and two hundred and seventy five million dollars. Was about thirty five million a year. I don't know. I think it's I think that's less, but yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. The, the AAV is what so it is. You're thirty five million ish for Kyle Tucker, fifty million for Juan Soto. That's that's not a that's not a hard choice for me. Well, like I said, Kyle Tucker stays healthy and plays defense. Juan Soto is going to be a DH in five years. Yeah. Yep. How, how long before he's before he's DHing? You say five years for Tuck? Uh, no, Juan Soto be oh, DHing in five years. Yeah, I could see that. I could John Carl Stanton's out of the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he's a terrible fielder. So, yeah, Kyle Tucker, not that is the one deal. Look, you don't pay Bregman. Okay, I get it. You know, you can't pay everybody. You want to pay Jose Altuve. He's your your future Hall of Famer. He's your one team legacy guy, like Bags and Biggio. Okay, I, I get that part. You don't want to pay Bregman because Bregman's won thirty five million a year, and now he's what 30, 31 years old. Okay. You, Tucker is the guy who you should pay. He doesn't get hurt. All he does is produce offensively and defensively. Like how mm-hmm. how how will we yeah. not having that conversation? Well, I mean, the conversation be, should be getting pretty hot right now. I mean, it's, and, and there is none. There is zip zero zilch nada. No conversation. I mean, Tucker Tucker knows all of those numbers, and it was evident last spring training when the convo was shut down. They got to the deadline where if a deal was going to get done. Cool, but once you'd got to that threshold where negotiations were off the table beyond a certain point, like you just knew Tucker understood what was going to be out there for him. He bet on himself. He was going to have a badass season. He was playing MVP caliber baseball for much of it. And look, he should be trying to get paid. And he should be trying to force the Astros' hand because as you just laid it out, if it's the case that, hey, you know what, like, we're not talking to Bregman because we know what we want to do with Tucker. We know what we want to do with Altuve. Then you get it done. You get it done. And I'd much rather get it done now than after the season when he's a free agent and everybody else can talk with him. Jim Crane's going to have to come around on the idea of F the tax. Because if you want to win and you want to keep up with the Dodgers and the Yankees, uh, look, they're gonna they're gonna kick three hundred million dollars ass. Mm-hmm. Forget it. Yeah, hey, y'all were worried about Stevie Cohen. Y'all be worried about the Dodgers because the Dodgers get three hundred million <laughs> in their TV contract before they sell a ticket, before they sell a soda. They got three hundred million dollars. So <laughs> y'all are looking in the wrong place. Yeah, yeah. All right, it doesn't matter. I don't care what they spend. All I want is the team to be the best team it can be and win. Tickets are going up. Parking's going up. Concessions are going up. Merchandise is going up. The cost you pay in your cable bill, your satellite bill, your internet bill for regional sports, that's going up. But they're not going to make as much money with the regional TV deal. Yeah, (laughs) they own that now so that they no longer have to pay Warner Brothers Discovery. You know what that means? Mo money, (laughs) cha-ching. Yeah. He's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani, 713-572-4610. You want to be a part of the conversation. We continue to talk about that. Texter says Correa signed a billion dollars worth of contracts. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Until uh, Major League Baseball shamed the Mets into reneging. Yes, exactly. yes, he did. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitch and YouTube as well. Watch the show from there. Coming up next, we've got hot leads. And how about this? Coming up in 2024, I'll explain, but the NFL's first 
Friday night game in 50 years. It's going to happen. That and more. It's Area 45. Stay there. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. These are the new leads. Now look, I need the leads. These are the Glen Gary leads. Two lead cards for tonight, two lead cards for tomorrow. Why give him the good leads? He's got the leads. He's got the leads. He's got the good leads. The whole thing is the leads. They stole the Glengarry leads. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Time for Hot Leads on Area 45. I'm Sean Bajani. He's Patrick Creighton. Chris Santiago producing. Uh, coming up next segment, we've uh, got Tyler Milner coming in studio with us. He's going to uh, further validate the uh, shenanigans that are going on with one Ron Hughley on the drive and why he has it uh, in his soul, his cold, dirty, empty soul uh, to have it out for us. Trying to figure it out. We're, soulless uh, non-ginger. We're, yes, soulless non-ginger. <laughs> There's only so few... Of those guys around, and apparently we had found one in Ron Hughley, who's uh, living it up in Vegas without us this week. Um, we're going to address that with one Tyler Milner coming Hateful. up next week. I mean, next, <laughs> next <Hateful>. segment. <laughs> yeah, he is. Hateful. He, he's been kind of hateful towards us. Not even a week and change uh, on the new show. We're trying to figure that one out. Tyler's going to join us next segment. He's going to he's going to spill a little tea. Yeah, I hope so. Maybe pour a little bourbon on top of it. We need to get to the bottom of it, man. And he knows all the goods on the guys, man. He hears it all. Uh, I'm trying to figure this one out. This guy's got to be one of the most despised people in the entire league, I feel like, to whatever degree. But I'm talking about Eric Bieniemy. Dude got shown the door today. And one of the worst ways possible that I can remember a head coach being fired 24 hours ago, he was the co-offensive coordinator, according to the uh, commander's website, who had hired Cliff Kingsbury as their offensive coordinator, announced it on social, but on the team's website still had Eric Bieniemy listed as their offensive coordinator. Oops. Last Friday, Eric Bieniemy was the offensive coordinator for the commanders, and everybody thought, in fact, we talked about it on this show, I think in this segment, how Cliff Kingsbury was going to take the job with the Oakland. Not the Oakland Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders as be their OC under Antonio Pierce, their head coach. Not the case. He backed out, I guess, as soon as Washington told him and not Eric Bieniemy that the job was open. Did you see the statement that the team released over the weekend with this whole thing going on? They said, quote, we're figuring things out <laughs> or we're working through things. So the, <laughs> the alleged reason. Mm-hmm. Why Cliff Kingsbury bailed on the Raiders and joined the commies. The the rumor is that the Raiders were only guaranteeing him two years and the commies guaranteed him three. Really? 
That's the the hot rumor. So you're going to choose Vegas. I mean, you're going to choose Washington over Vegas for one more year of guaranteed money when you're Cliff Kingsbury. You're thirty something, and you don't want to be there. Millionaire. You don't want to be there anyway because in two years you want to go get a head coaching job. Does he? Yeah. You think he does? He absolutely does. Did Ty, did all that time in Thailand kind of bring about an epiphany? Like he wants to get back in this game, and his best route to success to get another head coaching job is Washington. Well, I think he and not he stayed, Las Vegas. I think even if he stayed in Thailand, he was going to get Wanda Franco. So he had to get the hell out of there <laughs> yeah. and, and before anybody caught on, and and get back here and get back to work. It's just uh, I don't know I. I don't see Kingsbury wanting to do that again, but I, I guess I could be wrong. It's going to be an interesting follow. I just, I thought about this for Eric Bieniemy, man. Who's gotten the bigger shaft in recent years than Eric Bieniemy? Passed over by multiple head coaching opportunities. Rumors out there that, you know, he's tanked in interviews, cussed in interviews, doesn't interview well for this, that, or the other reason. Uh, not given near enough credit for what he'd done in Kansas City uh, under Andy Reid and with Patrick Mahomes. And then this happens to him. Like, I'm sure Eric Bieniemy had at least the slightest idea in mind, at least I did, why he made a lateral move to go from Kansas City, leaving Mahomes, to go to those slaps in Washington under Juan Rivera, thinking that, you know what, Ron's probably going to be out. After this year, there's going to be an ownership change. I can slide right in. He did interview for the job, but it was almost like it just, he went ghost. Like after that, there was nothing. I feel bad for the guy. The enemy is really intense. And like we saw reports early in the season that there were guys on the Washington offense who didn't like the fact that he was so intense. The enemy doesn't tolerate the nonsense. Soft he doesn't, much? He doesn't NFL tolerate, coach much? He doesn't tolerate the BS, the whine, and the crying. He works his guys hard. And these soft-ass pansies who are playing for the commies, they mm. didn't like that. It was too hard. He was too rough on them. He made them practice too much. Stop. I'm not even making this up. These were real reports I know, I know. From, from back in September. These guys were crying like babies that the country club was gone and the enemy was making them work. Now, Patrick Mahomes spoke glowingly of Eric B. Yeah, he did. Mahomes likes to be coached hard. Mahomes is also the best quarterback on the planet. Mm -hmm. Maybe all those other guys who are not the best of anything on the planet might want to improve the work ethic. Yeah. Instead, they cried like little babies to the media. But didn't he get a ringing endorsement from Andy Reid as well? He did. Isn't Andy notorious for running hard? practices like he's a tough guy to to play under and he gave him glowing recommendations for years so i mean like that's the nfl that's the culture and oh by the way a team that's been to multiple super bowls since 2019 can win their third runs it like that and that's where he'd come from so like i'm confused on why nobody's given him the opportunity well, if they're afraid of Rabel because he looks big, what are you going to do in enemy who's not as tall, but he's thick and he's jacked? We looked this up. To, uh, he's, like, really intense. Chris, what's the measurables on Eric enemy I think he was, like, 5'8". Uh, I can't remember the the weight, but, yeah, he, he's he's not as 250. big. 250. I yeah. think you said 250. 
No, no, no. He ain't two. Mine uh, ain't two fifty. No, 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 you said two. I said fifty. Fifty uh, pounds bigger than I am. I'm about one fifty five. So like one ninety. The enemy plays. He's got to be in the twos at like two ten. Yeah. Which means right now he's got to be at least two thirty. All right. Yeah. So five eight and two thirty, and he's got a neck like a freaking elephant's foot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna walk in I there like, like as intense as a pro wrestler cutting a promo. Yeah. And you know the little pencil neck geek on the other side. I don't like Mike Vrabel because he's so scary. I don't know that I can do this. Eric Bianami comes in here like, here's what we're going to do. Oh, my God. Don't talk to me like that. I might soil myself. Yeah. Oh. yeah no. Come on. Come he, on. He cusses too much. <laughs> Jeez, I'm never getting a job as a coach. <laughs> he cusses too much. You all have seen me when the microphone turns off and there's a game on. Yeah. Man, there aren't enough F words that come out of my mouth to like you, know, you could fill a book. Yeah, don't scare Chris with the dump button uh, just yet. And let's get to this: the NFL's headed to Brazil this year. Yeah, baby. And the Philadelphia Eagles and an opponent to be determined have been chosen as the teams to play in the NFL's first game in Brazil to kick off to kick off the 2024 is season. It, is it going to be in Sao Paulo? Uh, Sao Paulo, yes. yes, sir, it is at Corinthians Arena, September 6th, Friday. It's the first Friday night ge- game in, on the opening weekend in more than 50 years. I thought it was 50 years. I Can don't remember I... them ever doing it. Man. That's awesome. So, let's see. Take a look at the Eagles' schedule and pick a dream team that you'd like to see them play for opening day of NFL kickoff. That's going to be pretty sweet. I got to pull up the Eagles 2024 schedule. Um, I am so are you upset. Digging, are you digging Friday night football? I wish. I so wish they could play the Texans in Brazil. Oh, my gosh. Dude, road trip. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Oh, it's, oh, I went to the wrong place. I don't have their 24 schedule. Do you have their 24 uh, teams, their opponents pulled up? Uh, hold on. I'll, I'll pull that up. Yeah, for pull you. it up. I, you know, the first thing that Chris said to me earlier when we were talking about this is like, man, the NFL's taking over, man. They got Thursday night. Now they got Friday night. We've seen Saturday football during playoff time. Sunday is theirs. Monday is theirs. Does it say what week it is? Uh, or just that what they're going to play? I, I gave you a date. No. Uh, What's the date? September 6th. Oh, that's like week one. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be the first game. They're kicking it off. Well, NFL season starts with them. Hmm. You know... Of the teams on their schedule, mm-hmm. the one that I want it to be is either the Bengals or the Cowboys. Ooh, Cowboys would be pretty epic for. I mean, that would draw the most eyes, right? Bengals or Cowboys; those are the two that that I would want it to be because that would be wild. Uh... Especially if, if we're getting Bengals with healthy Joe Burrow. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, just like rando. Yeah, looking at it, I mean, that is, those two are the absolute top, right? I mean, maybe a distant third, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I mean, that's that's it. It's got to be, it's got to be Bengals or Cowboys. That's going to be awesome. Um, I'm excited for it. I think the NFL... They never cease to amaze me having an opportunity to try different things, but Friday night football to open the season, 
That's going to be pretty epic. It's only going to be a matter of time. I think they're testing the waters when in a couple of years they go to an 18-game schedule and they're going to try to compact all of these games throughout the week. They're going to own every single day of the week except for Tuesday and Wednesday. You leave those days for Mac football. I know I know. <laughs> Friday, like there's the long been the, hey, we got to protect high school football. Um, realistically, they're two totally different audiences. Mm-hmm. The people who go to watch high school football uh, – have kids on the team, oh, yeah. are you know somehow involved with the school or the team as alumni. Yeah, sure. Have kids in the band, have kids on the dance team. People who go to NFL or watching NFL football are huge football fans. Also, there's this great invention called uh, the internet. Mm-hmm. And what you can actually do is what <laughs> I used to do when I would go to watch my kids in the band is I would watch the game watch on this them. thing called my iPhone. And if you don't have an iPhone because you are a substandard human being and you have an Android, your screen is even bigger. (laughs) So you can watch the NFL anywhere you want. And and go so you could go pay your ten dollars to go, you know, watch the, the high school football game while you've got your ear your you know your headphones on and your your phone showing you the game. So yeah, we don't we don't need to do the whole protection of this protection of that everything that we do in our lives is now mobile we take everything everywhere mm-hmm. so we we all do this thing that we're supposed to do at work but we actually do more often when we're not at work which is called multitasking <laughs> yes yes some of us are better than that uh, than others uh you are the winner in this room i have been yelled at for multitasking at weddings I have been yelled at for multitasking at funerals. Yeah, I have multitasked while grocery shopping. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I am multi. I literally multitask twenty four seven. Ooh. I am always multitasking because I always have something on. There's a, a good tease in here somewhere, and that they a friend of the station was actually arrested because she was. Maybe multitasking. Maybe multitasking at the wrong time. Wrong place and wrong time. Sean Pendergast is going to be very upset. Yeah, we've got audio of that for you later on in the show. Uh, Final segment, actually. Coming up next, though, Tyler Milner from The Drive uh, produces Ron Hughley, Clint Sterner. He'll join us next segment uh, to help us get to the bottom of why Ron hates this show so much. Uh, And also, we'll get to some Rocket Trade Rumors. Why it seems they're going to ride with a frustrated Jalen Green next. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bishani and Creighton. In studio with us right now, Tyler Milner, producer extraordinaire from The Drive, Ron and Clint. Tyler, what's happening, my man? Dude, this is awesome. I did not expect, uh, what is this? This is show number six for y'all. Making my uh, first Area 45 appearance on show number six, dude. I love it. Yeah, man, you're in foreign territory. I'm so used to being up here at the station, just given the nature of the time of my show with with Clint and Ron. Like, for for years now, I'm up here at the station at these hours. And it gets a little lonely. It gets dark. It gets a little creepy. But now I I look through the glass each and every night, and there you are. You have our beautiful faces. Yes, sir. Uh, so help us get to the bottom of something, man. Oh, because you're around, you hear all the good scuttlebutt. You hear everything. Ron complains to you about everything. Everything. Clint complains to you about everything. It's the C O N conspiracy. 
So somebody actually hit us up on Twitch earlier tonight talking about, man, y'all got left behind. You didn't get a chance to go to Vegas. Ron's probably behind it. Well, in fact, he's been on our ass literally since day one and seems to have had it out for us. Um, Can you confirm or deny that, in fact, Ron Hughley has kept us from joining the rest of the guys in Las Vegas because he absolutely hates us? (laughs) So... So I love a good conspiracy theory. Um, I was telling Patrick in the break, Bajani, I think you already knew this about me, but I, I truly, I love a good conspiracy theory. Got to hear it out. Perfect fit for Area 45. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm, you know, if I if I end up agreeing or, or you know adopting said conspiracy theory, it's a toss up. I got to hear it out. I hadn't heard this conspiracy theory going into tonight. I hadn't heard about it until I guess I either missed it on the YouTube channel. Or whatever, but I hadn't heard it, and I would say this. One, I have not heard such a thing, but trust I will dig deep because this is what I do. I have to keep those dudes in line two to six every single day. It makes sense, though, because Patrick mispronounced the great Ron Hughley's name his first night. Not really intentionally, just I was talking too fast. He was talking too fast, (laughs) and I didn't catch it. And If I didn't catch it, which I don't mind correcting people on certain things, especially when it's really egregious. I didn't catch it at all, but Clint heard it and fed the beast, Mm -hmm. agitated the whole situation, and it became a thing. Do you think that's the impetus for why he kept us from going? See, to that I would say no, because that instance in particular... We, we've heard it by now, what happened with, with PC over there and the pronunciation of Hughley. Ron Hughley. There it is. Came out that way. Had a boy, Chris. God, so good. Man. He's on it. Chris is the man. No, but we all heard it. But but I would say that that's kind of even been an ongoing thing with, with Ron for the last couple of years. And if me and Clint are honest, when we turn these mics on, me and him get a kick out of it. We're on the show, Hughley might not. But I even have a drop by our voice guy like Ren- just murdering his name, mispronouncing it. Like, that's where it all stemmed from, really, was voice guy back in the day called him Ron, uh, I believe it was Hewley. Yeah, yeah, very similar. But um, I, I wouldn't say it stemmed from that. If this has happened, and as I said, I'll dig in, mm. if Ron the show Hughley C-blocked y'all from a trip to Vegas, then selfishly I'm going to start wondering if I'm in the same boat because, guys, I'm sitting right here in Houston, Texas with you as well. Me, you guys, Santiago, we uh, we got left behind. Yeah. See, I had heard that Ron went to the bosses. Oh, my gosh. Ron. And was vehement that Sean and I should not be in Vegas. We hadn't been on as a show long enough. We Ooh. just started. We hadn't earned the right to go. Oh, I earned it. Uh, and that he was literally going to protest Oh uh, and 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 cause a a major issue if we were allowed to go. He was stomping his feet and fists in the air to all the bosses, not just Parker, but all the bosses. Oh that there was no way in hell uh, he was he was going to be okay with us going. This this is what oh I had heard. Lord, I I hope a lot of that isn't true. But I I will tell you what gives me pause and what makes me at first start to think there might be some credibility to this is. You said you heard Ron was, you know, telling bosses, hey, you know, I'll, I'll protest this. And Ron's been known to protest, 
y'all might not know this. He has, he has protested many yes. things on our show, and even going back before being here in, in Houston, Kansas City, he yes, did it. So he's yes. a rabble rouser. Yes, yeah. I mean he literally took a picket sign outside of one of the Chiefs games when he was at Six Ten Sports in Kansas City. And he literally protested. He By himself, though, yes. nonetheless. Nobody joined in. Dedication yeah. to the cause. So and that that makes me wonder here if there's going to be some truth to this. I'm not going to like finding. Because that, that would be, I mean, that would be slimiest of the slime. And nobody else, I, have you heard anybody else having an issue of, of us going? No, I don't know of anybody else like, having any issues with us whatsoever. Nobody else has. Why it's, would they? Like, we spent two shows... Two different segments in six days talking about Ron oh and how he's stirring up, you know what, for no reason. Th- this could be bad. Because like, my God, if you would have called him show instead of mispronouncing his real name, I went, would this have been better? Would it have been worse? I don't know. Like, well, well, actually, it's Ron. That's what he would have given you right there. Yeah. But no, I, I will say, too, and this is the last thing I'll say about it for you guys. I, the more I think on this, one of Ron the Show Hughley's coined phrases, you hear it often on the drive, he says, hey, you can shoot low if you want. He always tells people, you can go low. But he says he's going to go lower. He didn't, he, And he does. He does. I've insulted that it man. Is. It is. I didn't know it was either. Started from the bottom, <laughs> dug a hole. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, I've insulted that man on air. I didn't know it was an insult, but he was insulted. And, and he comes back hard now. So, so if in his own mind he has a reason to be angry with you, whether it's the name thing or, or something else, I mean, around the show, Hughley admittedly will go way lower than you ever imagined him. Is he a dude who's always got a gripe? <sighs> gripe? I'm not sure I'd call it. He is, he is a person of concern. <laughs> Ron, the show, Hughley is a individual who is a uh, constantly concerned. Take that how you will. Mm. So it, it could come off that way. So, you know, if, if, if the, all of us three got offended at like a two he gets offended at a nine yes okay. yeah that's, that's exactly right. that's pretty fair that's yeah. my uh limited experience with him but then he's gonna come back and try to go at you at an 11 I thought he was a good guy i just i can't believe that this is i just got to get him a uh you know a package of Charmin so we could squeeze it jeez soft. <laughs> yeah <laughs> if this is true dude i'm gonna be so mad if it's true, I'm gonna be mad because I mean I'm I'm tied to this. Well, fool, you seem you know? to be on the right side of it. You know. <sighs> yeah, hey, but let me ask you something else, Tom, mm-hmm. because you know Clint put up uh, a post on X, a tweet on Twitter, whichever we're uh, where we were going with this, <laughs> and uh, it showed Ron paying a a a bet. Oh yes, yes. Which apparently he had owed for a significant period of time, a long time, and he finally paid off on this bet. Now Clint's tweet post gave the connotation that Ron still has many other bets that are still outstanding. Does Ron owe you any bets? You know, I've been racking my brain on this one, and my honest answer to you on that is. I've been so focused on money Clint Sterner has owed me <laughs> that I need to I need to double check my book and my notes because I'm it's almost guaranteed we're on the show Hughley's gonna owe you something. If you've ever made a bet with him, it's almost guaranteed that at any given moment he will owe you something. No matter how many bets you've placed with him, no matter how amount of time. 
How much amount of time? Unless because, it's at beer pong, because he's pretty good at that. So I, I need to actually check my own pocketbook, because Clint's been the one slacking lately, paying me up. He'll, he'll text me, you know, hey, Tyler, place this bet for me. And I, I'm a good guy, so I do that. But Clint has owed me money, and I feel like I've lost sight of what possibly Ron the Show owes me. How long has Clint owed you money? Clint, uh, he owed me that $100 for at least, it was at least three weeks. What? All right, you know what? Three weeks isn't bad. It, Although I will horrible. say once you hit a month, it's like, bruh. We're talking you, you owe me a little cash now. Yeah. All right, if you don't pay me like this week, there's a vig. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I'm with man. you on that. No, but 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 I've been placing all these bets for, for Clint. Well, that's what I'm saying. Money's crossing your hands. Like, he yeah. should have slid you a little extra. Ron's sneaky, though, you see, because he just... He doesn't dabble in the betting uh, the betting world as often as, as I do or Clint Sterner does. So he could make a bet with you. It's eight months later. You've forgotten. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. And then you're in an airport like Clint and Ron were this morning, and he's finally paying up. You I, know, contend, I contend that bet was made in uh, payment retroactive to, like, the first week of the NFL season. Yeah. 2022. <laughs> <laughs> that to Rod's defense, apparently when he, he paid Clint this morning at the airport or yesterday, whatever it was, apparently he did throw in a little little extra, a little juice in there for the uh, length of time. He paid the interest and penalties. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Compounded daily. Interesting. <laughs> Inter- yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, hey, Tyler, appreciate you, man. Uh, keep, a, keep a lookout for us the rest of this week. See what you can find out. I'm going to do some digging. I'll be reporting back. I appreciate you. The real yes, sir. Sports Radio 610 Insider. <laughs> yeah. With all the dirt on the inner workings, Tyler Milner. Appreciate you, boys. Yes, sir. He's here for it, too. I mean, he gets all the goods. He's here early in the morning, up late at night, now with us. So, yeah, we might be the beneficiaries of some good scuttle. It's because, you know, Tyler's it. another one of those people. You know, he's got a harem. So he just pretty mm-hmm. much just be like, look, if I get home at midnight, you're going to wait for me. And that's that's kind of how it works. Like if you don't like it, well, exactly. I'll just I'll just up you know the girl the next girl. Well, I'll just tell her to come a day early. No big deal. Like that's that's how. Tyler's it is. like, if I'm not home by this time, just wait longer. He's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani. It's Area 45. All right, so we'll get to this finally uh, next. Rocket trade rumors. Why it seems they're gonna ride and die with a frustrated Jalen Green. We'll have it for you next. Sports Radio 610. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 